season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and mine baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mine Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. Welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Texas native, Texas 12, 2023 player, and 2023 TCU signee. We got Sam Myers on the JKR Podcast for the Texas for the Texas 12 series, powered by Mind Baseball. Sam, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, just got done with my my baseball practice. A bit, bit cold out there, but uh, had a, uh, had a good practice, so I'm ready to go. Okay, so you said a little bit cold. So what is cold weather looking like in Texas? <laughs> here in the Midwest, it's 17 degrees here today. I'm yeah. sure it's not that cold, but yeah, what's cold so, look like there? Yeah, we probably had like our coldest practice of the year today. Was, I think it was 37, and uh, it was pretty windy out there. Um, so that that's cold to us. I know I know it can get a lot colder than that, but it feels cold out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah. no, before we dig into your baseball career a little bit, I got one question I like to ask everybody that gets on the J.K.R. podcast. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Sam Myers? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a confident guy. I mean, I, li- I like to play with a lot of confidence. I mean, uh, I'm a leader outside of the baseball, outside of baseball, um, on the team. Um, and then I mean, I'm also a guy that plays with some swagger, but I also like to play steady and just, um, you know, even if uh, you hit a double in the gap or you strike out, you got you got to keep steady and just move on to the next play. That's the that's the type of guy that I am. Okay, all right. So let's kind of dig into Texas twelve here to start out. Obviously, this is how we got connected with the Texas twelve baseball series. Yep. But kind of take us through how you got connected with the Texas twelve. I mean, I know Texas twelve is one of the the better baseball organizations there down there in Texas. But how did you get connected with them, and why did you choose them? You know, beyond maybe a couple other organizations you could have. Uh yeah, so actually I never never played for the 12 until until 14 U, and uh it was when I was young younger it was always a team that we played against them and we always had really good games against them uh we'd always have three to two ball games you know like really intense uh so I always knew that there was it was a really good program had a lot of good players um and then after my 13 U season uh I got connected with uh, coach Zach Dillon and we kind of set it up um met with them, had a practice, and then 
uh, felt like it was a place that I needed to be. And uh, I'd really grow as a player and ultimately uh, move on to play college baseball. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and it's a, it's been a good organization. Um, that's, but, yeah, that's how I got connected. And we always just played really good games with them. <laughs> so so going through a couple of years with that travel organization before the 12 and then going, mm -hmm. you know, 14, 15, 16, and beyond, how would you compare the Texas 12 to that prior organization that you were with? Yeah, I mean, the Texas 12 is just a really organized place. Um, you know, they kind of got that blue collar mentality. I mean, win a lot of baseball games, play hard. Um, and then all, you just grow as a player, as a as a man. Um, and they really help with the recruiting process. Um, they get you in the right tournaments, get you in the right spots to for coaches to see you play. And then it's pretty much all up to you at that point and what you want to do with your career. So you talk about how Coach Dillon, who's now at Baylor, was kind of the one who got you connected with the Texas 12. But take us through the relationship you had, you know, with Coach Dillon, with Coach Knox, who's in charge of the 2023s, Coach Bennett as well. If you if mm -hmm. you talk to him, I know he's the founder, but also, you know, focusing on 2025. Uh, take us through some of those relationships you have with those coaches and maybe even some other guys on that coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's it's real good relationships. I mean, they keep I mean, good friends off the field, but also on the field. I mean. They they keep you going. Um, a lot of energy with with all with the whole coaching staff. I mean, they bring energy to the field every day. Um, I mean, get the team pumped, and then they just know a lot about the game that that you can learn a lot from them. And um, they just put you in the best situations in the game too. Where I mean, you you get in a situation where you really need a good a good coach to get you through it. And I think we won a lot of baseball games because of them. Um, uh, but they've always been good guys. I mean, they helped me a lot with the recruiting process, and um, I'm just thankful that that they were on they were on my side through it all. Yeah, I'm sure. So for that class of 2023 Texas 12 team, I mean, you've got you going to TCU, JJ Kinnett, Kendall George going to Arkansas, Blake Mitchell, and I'm sure there's other guys that I'm missing as well who are you know great yeah. ball players. Um, so I'm sure you guys won a lot of games like you mentioned. But for you, you know, with you being a Power Five commit, but also being around guys who are your caliber of play how do you kind of go about you know maybe taking something away from another person's game or you know asking questions to some of your peers um how do you kind of go about that um when you're around you know guys of your caliber yeah I mean it's it's always good to have guys like that on your team um I mean because you get to compete against them every day you get to play with them you get to win with them um so I really like playing with those guys just because it, it brings the competition level to a whole different like it brings it up way high and 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 that's something that I really like. Um, but also, yeah, taking away just watching them play, taking some stuff away from their game and applying it to your own game. Um, and it's also just really fun to hang around those those type of guys that are really good uh on and off the field. I mean, there's just a whole lot of competitiveness on the team and it just creates a good environment. Mm -hmm. So looking back, you know, the three or four years you played with the Texas 12, the couple of years that you played with that other travel organization as well, if you could kind of go through and think of, you know, just maybe two, three, maybe four just favorite travel baseball memories that come to your mind when you're thinking about travel baseball, what would a couple of those memories be? Yeah, uh, so my favorite memory would probably be pretty recent um, when we won the USA Baseball Championships um, against the Indiana Bulls. Uh, we had a good, we had a really good run there. Um, and it was just an awesome experience in Cary, North Carolina. I mean, it's a great place. Um, and then just winning with that team after we went there our, our the year before and lost to the uh, Canes in top tier. Um, coming back and being able to win that tournament is probably 
one of the highest points in my career so far with the 12 organization. So you talk about that USA baseball experience. So let's kind of dig into, you know, I know you guys went twice throughout your career. What that, you know, maybe what the day-to-day looked like there, that competition level, because I know it's the top 16 teams in the country. Yeah. And then even, so the Indiana Bulls are kind of, you know, my home team. You know, I'm from Indiana. I interview a bunch of Bulls all the time. Mm-hmm. I actually had an event this past Sunday that had about probably five to six players that were on that team that you guys beat. So even beyond that, take us through that game through your eyes, maybe for some of these guys to kind of hear, you know, how they got beat by Texas 12 in that that (laughs) game. Yeah, I mean, we we were just playing really well. We were pitching really good. Um, We were hitting the ball well that whole tournament. And uh, we kind of just – we knew going into it that we had a good chance to win this thing. Um, And and it was kind of like a revenge tour from the last year. I mean, we wanted it bad. so I mean, it was a it was a good game, good championship game. We just we just pitched really well, um, scored the runs that we needed to, and there was a lot there was a lot of uh, high level plays in that game where you knew that there was a, a lot of good players on that field. So the 16U season with the Texas 12 and the 17U season, you guys are going to USA. I'm sure you guys also went to you know WWBA, Lake Point, all these you know big time tournaments. All these top teams are going to. Out of every place that you've played at, you know, beyond Cary, because I'm sure this is probably would probably be the answer beyond that. But what was your favorite travel baseball facility that you had played at, you know, so far in your career, well, in your career beyond going to Cary and put being a part of that uh, USA tournament? Yeah, so I pl- I played at Lake Point, I think, one or two times, and it's it's a great place. Um, I really like it there. Um, and then also just playing at the spring training facilities. Um. Those fields were always super nice uh, in Florida, also in Arizona. So I really liked playing at those spring training facilities, whoever. I mean, I mean, we played at a bunch of them, playing at all the fields. Um, so you can't really beat that, just just the level of the – like they, they take care of the field so well, um, and it's just awesome playing out there on those fields. Um, and then also you're just playing on fields that, that guys you look up to. You know, yeah, this guy's been here. This, this other guy's been here. It's like this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing, you know, in Arizona, in Florida, in those spring training facilities, what tournaments are those? Because I know MLK has played there. I know mm-hmm. uh, Jupiter for the um, perfect game fall fall ball tournament, whatever that's called. Um, I know that's where some of those tournaments are. But when you're playing in Arizona and Florida, what were those tournaments? Uh, I know there were perfect game tournaments. I can't remember the exact name that they were. Um, it was the we actually right after Cary, we went to. Um, Florida and played in a tournament that was kind of similar. It was just like an invite only kind of the top 16 teams or whatever. And we played a lot of the same teams there too. Um, I know it was, I think it was, uh, I can't remember UBC championships, maybe perfect game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, so when you're not, you know, traveling to maybe Hoover, Cary, Atlanta, Florida, Mm -hmm. Arizona, what are some – like, how often are you guys staying in this state of Texas for, you know, maybe a weekend tournament? And then what are some of those, you know, bigger facilities in the state of Texas for some of those bigger tournaments? Yeah, so a lot of t- – well, we play – we actually, to to prepare for these big tournaments and stuff like that, we usually play at uh, – well, either in Katy, Texas, where the where the 12 is kind of based out of, and we just kind of inter-squad a little bit. Or another big one is uh, Premier in Tomball, Texas, where they hold a lot of big, perfect game tournaments – um kind of like the south championships or like an mlk tournament like you were saying uh they host a lot of those there so we, we're playing a little bit of those just to prepare for those big tournaments when we when we do travel and make sure that we're ready to go when we get there okay 
So this is going to be a two-parter question here for you. So we're going to separate it from travel baseball to high school baseball down there in Texas because, you know, Texas is one of those, you know, best high school baseball states here in the country. So you're thinking about, you know, your toughest pitcher, toughest AB. You might be able to pick two or three because I'm sure it's probably tough just to pick one. But Mm -hmm. who is the toughest pitcher, toughest AB in travel baseball? And then when you're back home playing high school baseball in the spring. So my toughest AB this summer, uh, it was a guy that, that uh, struck me out, actually. Uh, I think it's Christian Rodriguez was his name. Um, it was in it was in Florida, actually. He he was probably 95. Um, but, yeah, he just he just spotted well. I mean, um, fastball was really good that day. And he just he just got me a little bit. Uh, that was probably my toughest AB of the summer. I was kind of like. Well, I don't know what I could have done there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was a really good guy that we saw. Um, we also saw a guy in in North Carolina that was 95, 96. Um, so those those abs are always tough just because just because the velo is high and and they're really really good and developed pitchers. Um, back home in Texas, I'd say Braden Sharp's a good guy. I mean, he's he's probably one of the top guy one of the top pitchers in Texas. So whenever I face him, it's always a, it's always a battle. Um, but you know it's it's always also fun facing those guys because you're like yeah this is this is the top level competition this is who who I want to face this is who I want to get a hit off of um, so it's fun facing those guys but it's also it's also a tough AB. Mm-hmm. Have you faced anyone on the Texas twelve before in high school ball? Uh, I have. I've faced Schult- Jacob Schultz a couple times, um, and then also guys like JJ Kennett which he's not really a pitcher but I do face him sometimes in high school ball just because you just could just just depending on pitching staff that day um but yeah Jacob Schultz is a tough AB as well left on left um he's always he's always a a a good guy to get live ABs off of because he's always wanting to do that or just get some good practice in or or yeah even if I face him in the game because we live so we we might play in like a scrimmage or something like that Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a loaded question. My last question about the Texas 12, well, you know, going through playing three to four years with the 12, what are maybe some of those, you know, just most valuable things that you've learned from, you know, Coach Knox, Coach Dillon, that coaching staff, or just even through the experiences that you've had, what are mm-hmm. just the most valuable couple things that you've learned as a Texas 12 ball player? Yeah, I mean, from Coach Knox, it's, he's always got – he's always saying, like um, – you know, you know, it's going to be like a tough road getting to where you want to be, getting to where like that um, where you want to be in your career. But basically, you just got to fight through it. Um, I mean, you know, it's not going to be easy. You know, baseball set, setting you up for failure. Um, but I mean, you can't let you can't let it get to your head. You got to just keep on playing the game and keep on playing it the right way. Um, I mean, and they've also just grown me into a better man, get better. I mean, the, ba- the sport of baseball just teaches you how to deal with life. Um, but yeah, they always got good messages for us where they, they can apply it to the game of baseball or, or just, I mean, in college, I mean, you, you're gonna, you're gonna fail. Like you, you're set up for failure. Um, so you gotta learn how to fight through it, um, keep playing. And, that, and that's how you ultimately get to where you want to be in your career. Yeah. So transition a little bit to high school baseball here. So you're heading into your senior spring. We can dig into that here in a little bit when it comes to the outlook and, you know, being a leader and stuff like that. But take us through these past three seasons. You know, you're coming into a Texas high school baseball as a freshman, going through freshman, sophomore, junior year. You know, what has, you know, Texas high school baseball competition look like? Just take us through these past three years, just through your eyes, 
the experiences that you've had just playing, you know, Texas high school baseball? Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun time. I mean, there's a lot of people that come out to the games. I mean, make it make it what you want it to be. And um it, it's good 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 competition. You never you're never showing up to a game like, yeah, we know we're gonna beat these guys just because we, we know that we're the better team. You always got a good team on the other side. And you don't you, you don't know what can happen every day. I mean, they might be hitting the ball well and you might be making errors. So it's always a good, good competition uh in Texas high school baseball, especially at the level that we play at. Um, and that makes it exciting. It makes it um, hard to win district championships. Um, and it's definitely, definitely our goal this year to, to win the district championship and make a run in the playoffs. So going from these past three years to now transitioning to, you know, now you're that senior, now you're that oldest guy in that locker room. Mm-hmm. How you maybe transition to, you know, maybe a person who's being be, like being leaded by an upperclassman to now being that senior, being that leader in the locker room, or have you, you know, being a power five commit, have you kind of, you know, already had some of that leadership already? Yeah. I mean, there's always guys that, that, that'll, that look up to you and I mean, you may not notice it, but I mean, you always got to, you always got to play with passion, um, play the game the right way, just cause you never know who's watching you. You never know who's like, I want to be like this guy. Um, I mean, yeah, being a senior now, now you really know that there's, there's a lot of kids under you that, that, I mean, want to be in your spot, want to take your spot. Um, and they look up to you and look up to how you play the game. So you always got to play it the right way. Um, and that's not only on the baseball field in the locker room. Um, you, you always got to just uh, be doing the right thing because you never know who's watching you. Mm-hmm. So going into this spring, you know, you said you guys start your first scrimmages next week, right? I believe you said. And then, you know, yes. you guys head into the regular season against um, first game against your guys' rival. But mm-hmm. what is the outlook on this upcoming season? So maybe who are some guys you guys are bringing back? Maybe some guys beyond yourself who, you know, are going to dominate here this Texas high school baseball season. What does this senior season look like for you there at C- Cypress, right? Yeah, Cypress. 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 Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be a real exciting season. we got a really good squad. Um, pretty much we've been playing with a lot of – we've been a young team the past couple of years. Um, and this year we're kind of all seniors. It's pretty much a whole senior starting lineup. Um, so we're looking forward to it. It should be we should make a uh, win the district championship and make a make a run in the playoffs, and hopefully win the state championship. But that that would be the end goal. I mean, it's a long while till we get there. There's a lot of games in between, a lot of plays in between. But I mean, we got I got a lot of a lot of commits around me. I think we got 14 commits. I think maybe four of them are Power Five, um, and then other guys are other D ones, D two, D three, JUCO. Um, but yeah, we got a whole senior starting lineup, good pitching staff. Um, we should we should be really good this year and and make a make a deep run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So with that goal to win that state championship, who are some of those local teams you guys are facing on a regular basis in the regular season? Potentially, maybe some of the teams you guys play first in the state championship um, that you guys might have to go through first when it comes to you know just your biggest competition down there. Yeah, so we kind of we actually start with uh, our first scrimmage against Tomball. Um, and I think that's that's who we play in the first round of the playoffs, usually a, a Tomball school. So we might be seeing them uh, again in the playoffs this year. Um, and then last year we saw a Klein school in the playoffs that played really well and uh, unfortunately lost to them in a, in a, in a really good couple games. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot of good teams around here. We should play a couple of them in tournaments that we, we should run back into in the playoffs. 
Um, so we should have a good look at the teams that we have to get through to to get to where we want to be. Um, but it's schools like Tomball, um, the Klein schools, Katie Tompkins, they're always they're always a good team. Um, Ridge Point Memorial, uh, those are those are kind of the the big schools around here that that have a good team. Mm -hmm. So when it becomes, you know, beyond the teams and you're looking at the individuals and maybe in your conference or your area, who are some of those other, you know, power five commits that are down there in Texas, but potentially guys that you might be facing off this spring? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Kate Aaron Beattie on Tomball, uh, catcher for them. Uh, and then we'll, we'll run into Braden Sharp on the mound, Hayden Morris on the mound, uh, UT commit. Um, and then guys like Connor Bennett, um, he's a, U of H commit. Um, and then in our district, we got a couple AM commits, I think. Uh, our rival school, uh, they got a, a Rice shortstop commit to Bias Motley. Um, so there's there's a bunch of good guys that we'll run into this year, um, which which makes it exciting, makes it uh always a better game. But yeah, that that's pretty much the competition that we're up against. Okay. So when you're looking into, you know, these past three seasons, you know, being a freshman, sophomore, junior in high school down there in Texas, what mm -hmm. do you think would be tougher when you are an underclassman facing up against guys who are a little bit older than you in high school ball in Texas, or when you're playing the top tier talent of your age group in travel baseball, like what is the comparison there on the level of play? Is there a mindset change there? Or for the most part, kind of what does that look like? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty similar. I mean, you run into, I mean, when I was a sophomore, I would run into a couple really good senior arms um, and it, it gives you, I mean, it, it it allows you to figure out what you're going to be seeing the next couple of years and what it's going to be like. Um, but, I mean, you always got to have the same mindset to where I'm going to go out and I'm going to compete and I'm going to win this at bat or I'm going to play real well in the field. Um, so, I mean, not, not much of a mindset change necessarily, but it does give you a good outlook on what you might be seeing up the road a little bit. Um, and then, I mean, in the summer ball, you're always playing the top talent. Um, so, I mean, there's not much – not not much difference between that. Um, you always, I mean, I just focus on keeping the same mindset through it all, mm -hmm. uh, just competing no matter who's who I'm playing against. Mm -hmm. So let's transition a little bit to your recruiting process. I see you wearing a purple sweatshirt. I'm not yes. sure if that's going to be TCU or not. Yes, uh, but no, let's dig into that recruiting process to where you landed, you know, at TCU down there in Fort Worth. Um, yep. So just take us through how the recruiting process kind of got started. When was it that, you know, Division One teams kind of started reaching out to you? Yeah, so they, uh, I mean, they started watching me freshman summer um, a little bit, and then I kind of got my first calls around the sophomore summer, started talking to a couple schools. And then, I mean, after you talk to some of them and you keep playing well, um, a lot more schools come in, come into play, and then you just got to kind of make a decision. I mean, there's no, there's no bad decision necessarily just because it's a chance to go play college baseball. Um, but, yeah, it kind of started – really my sophomore summer um talking to a lot of schools um just coming out and watching summer games uh while I was playing with the 12. Mm -hmm. So what were some of those initial conversations you were having with teams? So obviously I mean I know that they're getting to know you stuff like that but you know for the most part did all these different schools that you were talking to kind of have the same conversation with you or did some of these coaches kind of go about it you know in a different way to kind of separate themselves? Uh, yeah, I mean, they all kind of had, had the same thing. They just wanted to build a relationship with you, kind of, I mean, get to know you a little bit more because, I mean, they've just seen you play play a game. They don't really know you as a person. So I think just the first couple conversations kind of get to know you as a person, get to know who you are off the field. 
uh, get to know your family a little bit. Um, I think that's what I think um, that's what most of them um, kind of get at with those first couple calls. And then, you know, they get into like, well, this is what we're all about. Um, and then they're like, well, how do you like it? I mean, what do you think? And and it goes from there. So digging through when the when the recruiting process was kind of getting started, I mean, what's going through your mind? You said it's your sophomore summer. You know, you're still three years away from, you know, thinking about college in terms of, you know, going there. What's going through your mind? You're talking to college coaches as a sophomore in high school. Take us through, you know, maybe what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, you kind of got to got to stay focused on the on the game a little bit. I mean, it's just, you're, you got to always play the game um, no matter who you're talking to. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm grateful that I got to talk to these coaches. I mean, I'm always thankful that that I have the opportunity to go play the game of college, uh, go go play college baseball. But uh, yeah, I mean, not, not try not to get like too big of a head, uh, and just know that you got to keep playing the game. So when you're going through that process, you know, you're going through your sophomore summer, you're talking to you know multiple different teams. What were some of those key things that you were looking for? in a school, in a coaching staff, in a, in a campus in general, what were some of those key things that you were looking for? Yeah. I mean, uh, baseball wise, I just, I just wanted to play for a team that wins a lot of baseball games, um, has a good reputation. Um, and then coaching staff that, that just, that just loves the game of baseball and I, that I would develop a good relationship with and know that, that I'm going to become a better man and a better baseball player at this school. And then academics wise, I wanted a good academic school to where I could, do uh the school like major when what I wanted to major in and then also just be in a place that I wanted to live uh live in and, and I found that Fort Worth Texas mm-hmm. I've been to Fort Worth one time absolutely loved it went to the stockyards yeah. uh, you know all that different stuff you know I thought that was awesome but you talk yeah. about academics there so you know I'm sure you know we're in the January February of your senior year that's around the time you know I started kind of focusing on you know what I wanted to major in you know, yep. at the school I'm going to. So right now, like, what's your mindset there on that? Like, what are you planning on potentially majoring there in Fort Worth? Uh, maybe where, what do your academic interests lie at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on majoring in uh, business finance. Um, so I'll be trying to get into the business school. Um, that that kind of you kind of take some classes to to build up and then you and then you uh, get in get into the business school after your sophomore year. Um, so it's sh- it's going to be a tough road. I mean, tough classes, but I think uh, that's where I want to be. And um, yeah, that's what I'm planning on majoring in. Okay. So through that recruiting process, you know, you said it, it started getting really ramped up your sophomore summer. How mm-hmm. long was it until, you know, TCU kind of set themselves a part of the pack and you were like, all right, I think TCU might be the best for me. Yeah. I mean, with continuous calls for for many weeks, I mean, you, you you start to get to know these coaches a lot better and what they're all about, um, and then and then you kind of you they invite you to a camp or you go on uh, your unofficial visit or whatever, um, and then you get you just get to know them real well and get to know like well, this is where I want to be. You get to compare it to the other schools, um, and then I mean once you're there, you you kind of have the feeling like yeah, this is where I want to be. So what was it overall that, you know, led TCU to stand out over, you know, that school that finished second or third in that process? Yeah, uh, I mean, TCU just got a, a, a really good environment. They got a real, a lot of good people um, involved with the baseball program, involved with the school. Um, and I felt like I, I had built, built a good relationship with the coaches and, the, and especially the players that were already commit, committed there. Um, and then I also knew a lot of guys that were committed in the class above me. 
So I kind of had an idea of what what the team was all about, what what kind of like a TCU baseball player looks like and, and acts like. Um, and then once I got to the campus, it was just unbelievable. Uh, I felt like I was at home and that's where I wanted to be. So you go on that unofficial visit to TCU. I'm sure now being a senior, you've probably gone on your official, you know, taking those pictures in the uniform and stuff, you know, going through these different visits. What are some of those cool things that you've seen so far and some of those things that you're looking forward to, you know, once you do finally hit campus? Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it's just hanging out with the guys, hanging out with the baseball team. I mean, going to the football games. uh, That's what we did on our official visit. And then also just, I mean, being with the guys is a big part of it. Just hanging around with the guys that you that you want to be with. Um, those are ultimately ultimately the guys that you're going to be with for the next three or four years at that school. Um, so that that was a big part of it. Um, I mean, I just had a good time on my official visit. They, TCU ended up beating uh, Oklahoma on my official visit. Um, so it was a it was a real good time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going through your senior fall, you know, you're, you're going on your official visit, you know, putting on that TCU gear for the first time, taking some cool pictures, you know, going through November and you're signing that letter of intent, you know, making it, you know, finally official to be a TCU baseball player. Uh, just take us through, you know, what this fall has been like, you know, making it all official, doing that cool thing, the, the cool things that lead up to your commitment to your signing process. Uh, just what, like, what has this fall been like for you? Yeah, it's been a real good experience. Uh, you get to celebrate a little bit that you that you're going to play at the next level. You get to sign your letter. You get to uh, put the jersey on, take some pictures, uh, post them on social media, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, you got to get back to work after all that's happened and 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 get ready for for a good a good senior season before you go off to college. Mm-hmm. So you know, you talk about that TCU Oklahoma football game where TCU you know beats Oklahoma on your uh, official visit what was this TCU football season like for you you know obviously <laughs> TCU commit you guys go all the way to the national championship game you take uh, us through you know what that was like you know <laughs> being a part of that school and you know watching them have so much success on that football field yeah man I mean I mean it, it was a it was a good it was a good uh it was a good season for those guys I mean they were always the underdogs in a lot of those games um and they they, they proved that that they that they uh that they belonged up there with the big dogs. Um, so it was it was fun watching all those games, and especially on my official visit, which that was early in the season, so we didn't really know, oh, this is going to be, like, one of the best teams that's ever gone, like, been at TCU. So, I mean, it was fun watching them play this season. Hopefully they can keep it going. Mm-hmm. So what's the outlook looking like for next fall? Like, do you follow TCU football a lot? Are they bringing the majority of their guys back? Like, what are you expecting for – you know your freshman year, your freshman year at TCU going to watch football games. Yeah, so actually they've lost they lost a lot of guys on offense, um, but but because they went so far, they played so well this season. They've actually picked up a lot of transfer guys that 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 should be really key to helping helping them win games. Um, so winning this year has actually helped them a lot, kind of make it a more attractive spot um, because people know that they can win games. They got they got good coaches there. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to to be at the games next next year. I'm sure. I'm sure. So being an in-state guy, being from Texas, you talk about some of the guys that you already knew on the TCU team, or maybe guys who are in your class. Mm-hmm. What are some of those relationships you have? You know, with TCU guys in your class, maybe guys there now, or guys who might be in that 24, 25 class as well. What are some of those prior relationships you have? You know, being one of those in-state guys. 
Yeah, so I mean, there's a couple TCU commits that uh, they're at they're freshmen at TCU right now, but I would I would see them every day. We would uh, we would work out at the same spot. Um, we I mean we would we would pretty much just be hanging out every day after school, um, just getting our work in. So I knew them really well. Um, and then also just seeing the the other TC some of the in-state TCU commits at at different tournaments around in the state. Um, just getting to know them really well was pretty easy. Just because I mean we we uh, all were in the same spot at the summer ball tournaments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I know Texas is, you know, absolutely huge. I went to Texas mm -hmm. one time. I was planning on going to, you know, Austin, Fort Worth, Houston. And I realized, shoot, like, you know, this can't be done in a couple days. Yeah. So how far is Fort Worth? How far is TCU from your hometown? Like how far is that drive going to be for, you know, potentially your parents to come watch you play? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be around three and a half hours, depending on three, depending on traffic um i mean sometimes it could be three hours and 15 minutes other times it could be four and a half hours just based on when you go what time of the day you go so i mean it's it's a drive but it's it's not too far from home mm -hmm. so what are some of those bigger like what's the biggest city closest to where you're at right now houston houston's definitely uh i mean it's probably a 30 minute drive to downtown houston Okay, so what's that look like when it comes to, you know, I know College Station's where A&M's at. I know mm -hmm. Houston is somewhat close. Katy is somewhat close. Yeah. Where, do, where do you kind of land on that map? Yeah, so we're a little bit uh, south of Houston, um, kind of 30 minutes from Katy, 30 minutes from Houston, about an hour from College Station. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of – it's an easy drive to all those places. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big place. <laughs> I know, like, like I said, I went there. One, I went there for four days. I was like, you know, I held Dallas for two days. You know, go to Austin, go to Houston, just check them all out. And I was like, you know, two days in, I was just like, you know what, I'm just sticking to Fort Worth, staying in Fort Worth, staying in Dallas, kind of checking these places out. So you know, now being committed to TCU here for a couple of seasons, what has that relationship been like with that TCU coaching staff? Obviously, it had to, it had to be great to begin with, but how has that evolved? You know, over these past couple of seasons. Yeah, I've just got to know them. Uh a lot better than I did whenever they just first showed up to my games and had that first call. I mean, uh, Coach Charles is a really, really cool guy. He knows a lot about baseball, and I'm, I'm ready to learn a, a lot from him. Um, and then Coach Delara, the out, kind of the main outfield coach, um, he's kind of the guy that I've talked to the most throughout the recruiting process, um, and we've built a pretty good relationship um, over that time. Mm -hmm. So I know, like I like I just mentioned, you know, you are on Perfect Game listed as an outfielder and a pitcher. Kind of take us through, you know, maybe what that plan is here these next couple of years and how maybe you've transitioned from, you know, no longer being a two-way player to now maybe just focusing on, you know, playing the outfield and hitting. Uh, yeah, I mean, as as my games progressed as a player, I mean, I've just I've just really developed at the plate um, and also in the field uh, as an outfielder. Um, that's kind of just where my game's taken me. Um, and that's that's what I like to do. I like to I like to get a lot of hits and I like to run balls down in the outfield. Yeah. So are you more of a corner outfield type of guy or like a center fielder? Um, I usually stick in center field. Um, I think that's what I, what I'll do at TCU. But I mean, I can I can play anywhere in the outfield. Um, it's kind of all the same same thing. And then and then just kind of a leadoff guy at the plate, um, like to get things started um, and be at that top of the lineup. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, if you're a center fielder, I mean, it's not like, you know, you stick someone like Kyle Schwarber and left. <laughs> obviously, he can't play center, but yeah. you stick – I mean, a center fielder can pretty much play anywhere out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you kind of dug into it there for a second, you know, being that leadoff hitter, just trying to get on base, this and that. But what is that approach as you're walking up to the plate, you know, while you're starting a game off, starting an inning off, and then how does that even differ? You know, let's say, you know, you're maybe second, maybe third in the order for that inning. Um, how does that, what do those approaches look like and how do they differ? Yeah. I mean, uh, either way I'm going up there hunting for, for a pitch, um, looking for a pitch in the zone that I can handle. Um, and then just, just putting my, 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 my best swing on it that I can. Um, I mean, the, the approach pretty much stays the same. I mean, you got, you got to find a good pitch and you got to be ready. You got to be on time. So, um, usually try not to find myself off time, uh, or, or late. Um, because if you're late, you can't really do much about it. Um, so I like to stay ready when I'm in the box and and hit the pitch when when he throws it over the plate. Mm-hmm. So are you a big two strike a two two strike approach type of guy, or for the most part, are you kind of keeping it the same no matter what the count is? Um, yeah, I mean when I'm when I'm when I'm in a head when I'm ahead in the count, I mean I'm I'm looking for a certain pitch and I, and I'm definitely trying to drive it in the gaps or over an outfielder's head. Um, and that differs a little bit from two strikes to where you're trying to not really protect, not really defending, but but you're you're hitting anything that the pitcher throws over the plate, anything that's close, you're you're handling it um, however you can, whether that means just fouling it off or hitting it back up the middle or just doing what you can with with what he throws you with two strikes. Mm-hmm. So kind of take us through your mechanics a little bit, you know, how you've developed them all the way from the load up to that follow through and how you've kind of went about developing here these past couple of years as you've gone through your high school career. Yeah. So as the games progress and as pitchers have gotten better, you kind of have to kind of shorten your swing a little bit, I guess you could say, or, or just make things not as complicated to where you got to, you just got to be set up to make one move towards the ball. Um, and you're in there ready to hit whenever, because you don't get very many, very many pitches to hit anymore because the pitchers are so good. They, I mean, They'll give you maybe one or two good pitches in that bat to where you got to be ready for those. So if you were a scout watching your game, this could be, you know, you're in the batter's box. Obviously, with you being that leadoff guy, I'm sure you might be stealing some bases as well. You know, playing the outfield, interacting with some teammates. If you were mm-hmm. a scout watching your game, what would be that personal scouting report that you would write up on yourself? Yeah, I'm just a guy that plays with a lot of energy, I think um that the that some scouts would be able to see that I like to play fast um so I mean every everything everything has to be moving everything moves fast for me whether it's at the plate running the bases um in the outfield um I like to control the game a lot I mean not not make the moment too big um and just and just do my job and whatever that whatever that is at during the game Yep. So as we talk about development, what are some of these things that what are some of those things that you're wanting to, you know, maybe focus on or maybe develop the most as you head into, you know, your senior spring, head into, you know, TCU next fall for fall ball, facing up against, you know, the next level of competition. What are just the next things that you see in your development? Yeah, I think a big thing for me right now that I'm focusing on is is really uh, applying the power to to my hitting game Um, when I'm ahead in the count to where. I can drive the ball in the gaps to the fence when I'm up, when I'm ahead in the count or hit that home run when I'm ahead in the count, when he throws that pitch right over the middle. I think that's a big thing that I'm working on right now. Um, just taking that swing that, that allows me to do that to where when you get one or two strikes on you, you're just trying to hit a line drive over, 
over the infielder's head or just hit the ball hard. Um, I think ahead in the count, I can I can really focus on putting that swing on it to where I can drive in the drive it into the gaps and over the fence. Okay. All right. So down to my last baseball question here. Then we'll dig into you know three four personal questions here to end it off. Um, but digging into you know these past couple of years playing for the Texas Twelve, playing Texas high school baseball. You know if you could pick you know two to three people who have been the most influential within your baseball career, who would those couple people be, and what would be the reasonings for them being so influential? Yeah, I mean, I think it would definitely be Coach Knox. Um, uh, would be one of the one of the most influential people, but just because I'm I'm around him a lot when we're at the field, um, and he he's always got some good good points for us, good stuff for us to know, um, and I've learned a lot from him. And then also the other co coach CVA, um, he's kind of been more towards the pitching guys, but just hanging around those guys, I've learned a lot. Um, and then Coach uh, Zach Dillon for a while, Coach Dillon. Um, now that he's at Baylor, but. So I didn't get to see him for the last couple, I mean, last month, the summer ball. But I've learned a lot from him the, the years that I've been there. Um, those three guys have, have been the guys that I'm around the most with the 12 organization. Um, I'm thankful that they've been my coaches. They've been really good. Um, and I've learned a lot. So with you being so close to Coach Dillon and him being down there at Baylor now, you looking forward to that first matchup when TCU plays <laughs> Baylor next spring? Yeah, I'm ready for it, uh, uh, I think. I think it'll be funny, but yeah, I'm ready. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. All right, man. So digging into my last couple of questions here, you know, on the personal side of things, I like to end it off, you know, move away from the game of baseball. So when you're not playing baseball, what are some of those passions that you have that maybe take your mind off the game? What are some of those? Yeah, I think a big one is just hanging out with my buddies. Um, I always, I always like doing that. Um, whatever we're doing, whether we're, you know, I mean, playing basketball, doing whatever, hanging out, just, with friends, um, I think that's a big deal to me. Um, that's 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 pretty much what I do in my free time. Okay, so digging into when you're on your phone, let's <laughs> say you're going through your contacts. You mm -hmm. know, throughout your entire baseball career, or even people that you've met beyond that, who would be the coolest contact that you have in your phone right now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, the coolest contact. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, my theory is it's always kind of tough because, you know, same thing works for me. Like, I mean, I've talked to, you know, plenty of baseball players who have been drafted and it's cool and all, but you know, yeah. once you, once you connect with somebody, I mean, it doesn't, you know, seem as cool as what would be if you don't have their phone number. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, once you, if you know somebody, I mean, it's not, you know, cool in your eyes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's always something I like to throw in there. See if you know what people say. Um, I guess I guess a good I guess a good contact would would be uh, one well, one of the coaches at twelve, Coach Andy Pettit. That's a pretty cool contact. Yeah, see, I mean, <laughs> five time World Series champion. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a pretty cool cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so digging into my a couple questions here left. Um, so digging into internally motivations. What is it that you know helps you get out of bed every morning? Helps you go get one percent better? Go continuously evolve. What are some of those just internal motivations that you have? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I mean, I'm always motivated to be, yeah, like you said, 1% better every day. Um, there's there's an opportunity every day when you get up to just to just improve your game. Um, I mean, that you can improve your game, improve your lifestyle, go to school, get your work done. Um, I mean, just get out of bed and, and, and know that you can use your time to get better that day. Mm -hmm. So taking that question here a little bit further, you know, you keep using those motivations, 
keep getting 1% better every day, go to TCU, potentially go play pro ball as well. What does that perfect picture of your life look like 20 years down the road? So what, you're 37, 38 years old. What does that perfect picture look like if everything's going right? Yeah, I mean, if everything goes right, I'd probably be towards the end of my baseball career. Um, hopefully been playing for a long while at that point. Um, and then, I mean, just continue on with, with whatever comes after that. Um, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to tell right now, but a perfect picture. I'd probably be towards the end of my career and had, had a, had a good time playing the game of baseball. Yeah. Playing for the Rangers, playing for the Astros, you (laughs) in state of Texas or who's your team? Uh, I'm a big Astros fan. Um, they've been, I mean, just because I've grown up so close to Houston, that's kind of the games that I go to. And they've also been really good the past I don't know, six or seven years. Yeah, they're definitely one of the better, you know, organizations. Within the <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I'm a Cubs fan, you know, you know, watching them, you know, to be successful with their rebuild yep. and their dynasty and the Cubs, you know, kind of winning one World Series and just, you know, going to hell. <laughs> At least the Cubs were more ran like the Astros. But, you know, down to my final question here on the podcast – what well, my question, I like to end it off with everybody. So obviously when you head to TCU, once you graduate from high school, you're going to get that opportunity to capitalize off your name, image, and likeness. I'm sure you, you've heard of it before. Everyone has. Uh, but when you do get to TCU, what would be that dream brand that you would love to endorse, partner with, collaborate with, whatever it happens to be? What would that dream NIL brand be? Man, I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess whoever, whoever I – I, I come in contact with um, that I can, you know, kind of advertise or support or whatever um, that, that would like to help me out as well. I think, I think anyone that, that would take that opportunity, like allow me to do that would, would be a great one. Um, I don't know if I have any specifics that I, that I kind of uh, would like, but I think any, any opportunity would be great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always a great mindset to have. You know, I always, every time I ask that question, I think probably 60% of the answers, same company. I bet you can't guess who it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably big company. I don't know. Probably something like Nike or something like that. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I would have thought. You know, when I started this question back in like July or whatever it was, I thought, you know, hands down, everyone's going to say Nike, Adidas. Yeah. Under- it's been yeah. Lululemon has been the most yeah, yeah I, I was just blown I, away by that. I do wear a lot of that. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, that was the final question here on the JKR podcast. You know, super pumped to get you on the show, kind of highlight your career, you know, mm-hmm. highlight the Texas 12 here this next five or six weeks or so. Um, you know, super thankful for Coach Bennett, all, all of them for kind of allowing me to do this. Um, but no, just best of luck here this spring. Best of luck, you know, those three, four years at TCU when you go mm-hmm. play pro ball as well. Good luck there. Um, best of luck the rest of your career but no just thanks for coming on the show man yeah man thank you for having me